Hey yo, hey yo. Mic check one two one two. Mic check one two one two. Salutations, beautiful people. You are now tuned in to the Minority Report. I am your host, Dre E. The Minority Report podcast is the dopest podcast on the planet where we tend to focus on issues, problems, great things, bad things affecting all minorities across the world. So without further ado, let's get into it. Hey yo, what's up? What's going on? What's going on? Hey yo, this is episode 18 of the Minority Report. I'm your host, Dre E. It's episode number 18. This is Racism in America. Episode number 18, Racism in America, y'all. So, here we go, man. I mean, to be completely honest with you all, man, this, this is a conversation that I've been wanting to have over... Um, for a while now, but you know, due to the whole COVID-19 and everything that's going on with that, you know, I kind of, you know, put it on a back burner because what I really wanted to do, I really wanted to come in here and have a, like a round table discussion with a few different people from a diff, uh, from a few different ethnic backgrounds, because I really want to get this conversation on racism out to the forefront and really have a honest conversation amongst all of us and to push the dialogue and open up the dialogue when it comes to racism because racism is one of those things that we're just we just as a country have never been comfortable talking about so just the minority report we we gonna we're gonna talk about these uncomfortable subjects and racism happens to be one of those subjects that most people are very afraid to talk about but I want to do my part and start this conversation and open up this conversation on racism and talk about a few things. So um, that's what this is going to be. It's going to be a three or four part series on racism. Hopefully um, in the later episodes, I'm able to sit down with a few different people and have a conversation about racism. So it just want to be from my point of view and my perspective, even though I do, even though I feel I do a great job of just hitting you guys with the facts and whatever the fix facts are. And of course, you know, I miss, I make some of the, my personal experiences from my life into, you know, the things that I say, but I try to always look at this shit even kill and, you know, not really sway one way or another. I just really try to give you guys the facts on what's going on out here and how we're uh, viewing and seeing things. So again, episode number 18, racism, racism, and racism in America, part one of a three or four part mini series on the Minority Report, Minority Report podcast happening right now, man. So before we get started, I want to send my condolences to two of the families um, that have been affected lately by um, some senseless murders in the black community. Um, first one is going to be Sean Reed. Sean Reed is, I believe, a, 24, a 21-year-old veteran, United States Air Force veteran, who um, actually was filming his uh, Facebook Live when he was being chased down by uh, police, by cops, and then later on murdered on that same uh, Facebook Live. Now, we'll get into that later on, and we'll talk about those things in a minute. Um, so, and then the second one would be 
Ahmad um, Albury, who was going on a morning jog um, or afternoon jog, whatever it was, um, through some neighborhood when he was hunted and gunned down by a father and son duo. Uh, father happened to be an ex-police officer and him and his son and a third man who was filming the incident um, plotted and um, conspired to murder Ahmad Albury. So first and foremost, I want to send my condolences to both the Albury family and the Reed family and all uh, his family and friends. Um, I want to send them all my condolences and my, my, my uh, just like I said, my deepest condolences. And I really, I'm, I'm, I'm at wit's end with this shit, man. Um, the Sean Reed one, the Sean Reed incident, um, they were saying, well, why, well, why was he running? Um, you know, why did he stop? Why didn't he just give in? I mean, all of these excuses and these things, all of these, why didn't he, why didn't he, why isn't anyone asking, why didn't the cops not gun his ass down? That's, that's the only question, or why did this happen? Why did they shoot him? Why did they have to shoot him? He wasn't posing a threat to no one um, from what we've seen and we heard in the video. Um, we even hear the cops uh, standing over him basically laughing or in, in a humorous way say, oh, I guess this one is going to be a closed casket um, after they murdered him in the streets on Facebook Live. That's, that's unacceptable. Um, uh, like I said, but as we all know, especially being black in America, they're always going to try to vilify us first in the, in the, in the public and uh, bring up whatever they're going to bring up on any of us. Anytime something happens to us, they're going to bring up all of our crimes or our, our, our mis, uh, misjudgments or our mistakes from our past. They're going to bring those things up to make sure they vilify us first to justify us being gunned down in public, per, uh, personally. So, so that's that. Uh, Ahmad, Ma, I mean, Ahmad Albury, that one in particular, that one really, um, that one really, it really, uh, it really touched me because Ahmad was out there running on his morning afternoon jog when three men plotted and conspired to kill him just because he, quote unquote, fit a description of someone who's been burglarizing houses in that neighborhood. Now, why that one struck with me, struck me particularly, is because I'm a runner. And I can't lie, I'd be lying to sit here and say that that is not a thought that doesn't cross my mind every time I go out on a run, period. And it's not, it, it, yes, I've, all, I've often thought about some random white guy um, with a grudge against black, per, black people um, trying to do some type of bodily harm to me while I'm out on a run. Now, with that being said, I also, my, my, no, my chief concern when I'm out there is from the police officers, I'm six foot tall, 230 pounds. Um, I'm tatted up. I'm tatted up. 
I'm black, of course. So automatically, this black skin that I'm armed with is always going to, quote unquote, fit the description, always. And one of my worst, one of my biggest fears is always being out on my run in running clothes, short shorts, tank tops, shirt, t-shirt, whatever it may be, and them telling me that um, I fit the description and because I have my earbuds in or my headphones on that, and I don't hear their commands from behind or whatever the case may be, that I'm going to be gunned down. That is really a chief concern of mine. Now, a lot of people were like, well, why don't you just not run then? No, motherfucker, it's not why don't I just not run? Why don't I just stay in the house? Or why don't I just alter my way of living? Because police officers and racist-ass white supremacists out here cannot just not shoot fucking black people for being black. You see what I'm saying? So I get sick and fucking tired of people in the media always asking us, why didn't we just do such and such? Why didn't we do, why didn't we just do this? Why didn't we just do that? Because I could go on a whole laundry list of things that we weren't, that shit, why can't we just stay in our house and watch our fucking TV without someone coming into our residence and gunning us down? Why can't I be riding with my fucking wife and my kid without an officer gunning me down? Why can't I be in front of an establishment just chilling before an officer chokes the fuck out of me and chokes me to death? So it's like, what are we, what are we supposed to do? We're doing any and everything we can to make white America comfortable. However, it seems that no matter what we do, you guys are just not comfortable because the color of our skin is a reason for you guys to assault us or kill us. It's something that we need to talk about. And the conversations need to start happening, but more importantly than the conversations, action needs to start happening. Because it's clear, especially, and I'm, and I'm talking specifically to the black community right now. They're not here to fucking protect us. We got to protect ourselves. We got to protect our women. And we got to protect our fucking children. It's up to us to do so. Because it's clear to me and anyone else in America that it's open season on us. And it's been open season on us. It's been open season on us for so fucking long that I'm numb to the shit that I hear. When I heard about Ahmaud Arbery... When I first heard or seen the headline, I assumed that that shit just happened within the last week. That's just what I assumed because I heard that the, the guys hadn't been arrested yet and there would be no charges brought forth from them. So I'm thinking this is something that just happened recently while we're on quarantine, because my first thought was, well, goddamn, man, we can't even get out the house in quarantine and get some exercise in without being gunned down. Come to find out, this shit happened all the way back in February. And they were not arrested. 
they were they there was nothing that was going to happen to them. So, with that being said, we all know, and if you guys don't know, let me educate you real quick. We all know if the roles were reversed, me and two me and two of my partners of me and two of my partners who happen to be black, we riding down the street. We see a white guy, 21, 22 years old, white guy out there on his morning run or his afternoon jog or whatever the fuck you want to call it. And we gun him down in the middle of the street in broad fucking daylight and then have that shit on tape. Can you imagine the shit that would, would that can you can you even fathom the type of shit that would have went on to me and my two partners who did that shit? We we we're we're fucking we're in are we in fucking May now? I don't, we're in May now. Mother's Day was yesterday. We're in May now. This crime happened almost three months ago, and it took the public. It took the public outcry for them to make an, to finally make an arrest. That's the wackest shit ever, man. And that and that's the shit I'm talking about. If if it's one thing that America has shown us since everybody has had a fucking uh, camera in their hands is that they do not value the lives of black people in America. And I'm trying to figure out how this does not resonate to anyone outside of the black and brown communities. You guys act like this shit is foreign or we're out here in an outcry or for nothing, or we're just saying black lives matter for nothing. Which is another thing, that, another point I'm going to bring up. Where the fuck was I, all lives matter when these two gentlemen were being gunned down? Where's all lives matter when all of us has been being gunned down, when all the fucking great injustices is, is, is happening? I just seen another video uh, recently of a male cop and a female cop arresting, a, I believe it was black, he might have been Hispanic, um, but he was, a darker, he, he was of darker complexion, had him already in handcuffs. The male officer steps behind him while the, while the gentleman was looking forward, steps behind him, and then starts sucker punching him in the face from the side. While his stupid ass female partner just sit, sat, sat there idly and watched the shit. Another, that's on film. Now you're going to say, a lot of you guys are going to say, well, what happened before the camera rolling and they had them on cuffs? It don't fucking matter. And that's the thing. If these fucking cops do not, how, do not know how to be cops and they don't know how to de-escalate a threat, then maybe they shouldn't be fucking police officers. But I'm telling you right now, that shit that that police officer and a lot of you fucking police officers do, that's some sucker shit. That's some sucker shit that y'all do. Y'all wait till you got your mans in fucking handcuffs and, and turned away from you before you start just sucker punching them in the fucking face. This shit is unacceptable. But the thing is, this shit is going to continue to happen until we as a people, black people, brown people, all of us alike, until we're able to fucking come together and start 
really making a fucking difference in what it is that we're trying to do, this shit is going to continue to happen. And it's not good enough for us to fucking just be posting shit on Facebook, just be posting fucking uh, these crimes and shit on fucking Instagram. When we going to start taking action? When we going to start getting with the shits? And this is one of the biggest problems that I have in the fucking black community and, and a lot of the brown community as well. We want to be the toughest niggas in America. But let some motherfucking crooked ass cops or let some dirty ass cops pull up in your motherfucking neighborhood. Then what? You niggas fighting over these fucking blocks and, 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 and you need these fucking corners in your fucking hood. And y'all shoot the fuck out of each other. Y'all shoot fucking innocent kids. Y'all shoot fucking mothers. Y'all shoot fucking women and children before, before a fucking dirty ass cop is gunned down. Let a fucking cop come through the hood. Where's all that fucking tough talk then? And listen, niggas, I'm telling y'all niggas right now, no, nigga, I'm not the tough guy. I'm not the tough guy. I'm not the nigga that's going to go out there and fucking shoot down no fucking cops and gun down no fucking crooked-ass, dirty-ass, washed-up-ass fucking cops. I'm not that nigga. That's not, that's not my position. But I'm also not that nigga that's on the block fucking shooting fucking kids and women and children and any and everything else that move on the fucking block over some fucking over a fucking street corner or a street or a block that ain't even got that ain't even mine and ain't got shit to do with me. So if we're gonna fucking protect our own and we're gonna fucking really get in here and do what the fuck we supposed to be doing. Like I said, we gotta start fucking policing our own, man, and police and taking care of our own fucking neighborhoods and taking care of our own fucking children. Because at this rate, man, they trying to fucking, we're, we're out here fucking becoming extinct at this rate. We're out there killing ourselves and shit. We fucking can't get no fucking assistance now during this whole fucking COVID-19 shit. They letting us die in the fucking hospital. They ain't giving us fucking treatment and shit. Our, our, our fucking black women are damn near two or three times more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're more, um, god damn. They have a greater chance of dying in the hospital after a procedure, after pregnancy, after any uh, any type of life-threatening surgery. Black women are two or three times more likely to die than their white fucking counterparts. Why the fuck is that? These are the fucking questions that we need to be answered, and these are the questions that we need to be fucking answer. I mean, asking. Because... This shit is ridiculous. And like I said, man, I ain't want to come in here and talk about this shit myself because, like I said, this is a conversation that I believe we all need to be sitting at the fucking table and having and having a genuine fucking conversation about it. Racism. Racism, racism in, the fuck in America. That's the shit that we need to be talking about. Now you guys will be like, well, why, why do you guys... I, I, I have a lot of people ask, uh, have asked me over the years, Dre, why, you, why do you hate law enforcement so much? Why do you hate the cops so much? What do they ever do to you? <laughs> well, fuck. I just don't happen to be fucking black. And the thing about that is, 
I'm actually, I'm actually educated in black. So that's, that's a fucking, that's a double threat to them. Because there's nothing that they hurt, it's nothing that white supremacists hate more than fucking an educated fucking black man. Think about MLK, Martin Luther King Jr. Think about Ma Malcolm X. Nothing more, nothing more, nothing they hate more than an educated black man. So, what we doing? We just gonna keep on sitting behind our fucking computers, reposting shit, reposting these fucking videos, reposting all the fucked up shit that continues to happen to us, and that's the, the, for the majority of us, that's all we're going to fucking do is sit back and fucking repost shit. Pop that shit on fucking Facebook. Pop that shit on fucking Twitter. I have my own motherfucking people, black people. I have my own motherfucking people who, go, who would DM me and say, yo, Dre, what's up with this? Why don't, we, why don't you speak about this? Or why don't you say this? And my question to them is like, nigga, why don't you say this? And the reason being is a lot of us, and, and don't get me wrong, I fucking understand. A lot of us are employed by these employers and you guys don't want that shit. Whatever it is that you want me to say so vocally, you guys don't want to say, say it yourself out of fear of retaliation from your employer or some of you guys are real fly with some fucking white people and other ethnicities that y'all don't want to fucking ruffle no feathers but the motherfuckers wouldn't but the motherfuckers wouldn't think twice about ruffling ruffling your fucking feathers and them employers wouldn't think of twice about fucking firing your black ass but you'll hit me up in the inbox and be like yo I think you should say it is, but I can't say this because of my position or who I'm affiliated with, so I can't say it. So they'll hit me up to say it. Now, don't get me wrong, I got some homeboys who are in positions that are far too important for them to say the type of shit that I'm saying right now. So we discuss some things that we talk about, and I'm just like, yo, I'm going to put that out there. I'm going I'm to I'm put that out to the, to the world because they need to hear this shit. But I don't need it coming from you because you're in a position that you could really help a lot of us out at. So you let me, let me, let me take that on. I'll stomach that. I'll shoulder that load. Because you keep doing the work in your element over there and I'm going to take care of the rest of this shit over here. But that's how we're supposed to strategically move. It's like, what are, what are, what are we doing, man? We, we got to wake the fuck up. Black America, we got to wake the fuck up. And we got to wake the fuck up fast. We need to get organized. We need to start really getting out here in these motherfucking streets and getting in these fucking government buildings with these government officials and shit and start demanding fucking change. Starting with fucking law enforcement. And I'm going to break down fucking law enforcement to all you ignorant motherfuckers who don't understand why the black and brown communities out there have a strong fucking disdain for fucking law enforcement. So just personal experience. I mean, my personal experience is like any other young black male's personal experience who's ever dealt with law enforcement. It's not been good. 
being pulled over, being harassed, being fucking, um, yeah, being pulled over and being harassed. Being fucking uh, profiled constantly. I live in, I lived in fucking, I lived in fucking Round Rock, Texas, man. Um, uh, Williamson, Williamson County, for those in Central Texas, y'all know what Williamson County is notorious for. I live out there, Round Rock, um, close to the, uh, off of Gaddy School Road, close to the fucking, um, the toll road. Um, back there was this big ass, like, gated community with a fucking golf course I knew nothing about. It just so happened that my fucking townhouse that I was staying in at the time was, uh, the fucking gated community with the golf course was tucked in the back. My fucking townhouses was in front of that shit. So you had to drive through the townhouses to get to that fucking gated community. I didn't even fucking know that. I didn't even know that really until a few months after I moved in and I was running and I ran into it. So, but I bullshit you not. For the year, year and a half that I stayed there, I literally got pulled over every motherfucking month for next to no fucking reason. The only reason that I could, because I never got a ticket, because they pulling me over for not using my blinker. They pulling me over for for yielding, or no, I'm sorry, what, what, do, they, what do they call it? For pausing instead of coming to a complete stop. But I thought a pause was a complete stop, because if I pause this fucking music, it's going to completely stop. But because I didn't stop for long, for as long as they felt I should stop, then they'll get me for pausing on a right turn at a red light. License plate not being on the front, uh, on my front. Um, my tent being too dark. Um, any and fucking everything. Instead of just, well, because they can't say, well, you know what, sir, I stopped you because you're fucking black driving in this white fucking neighborhood. That's the shit that they couldn't say. But I understood it every fucking time. But the thing about me is I know my fucking rights. I know my rights as a person. And I'm not one of them fucking black people that when the cops stop me, that I'm all over the fucking place and I'm fucking cursing them out. I'm doing none of that shit. I'm very polite. I give them my shit. I, I, I'm always polite to them, but I'm always polite to any fucking body. But I, I do need to know why you fucking stopping me. And every time they stopped me, it was always a fucking warning and it was always some bullshit. Because I could look right out, as, as they have me pulled over and they tell me what they're stopping me for, I could see 50 million other fucking cars doing or having the same fucking shit that I have. They're stopping me for that they're not stopping anyone else for. It's bullshit. They racially profile us. They harass us. They treat us like shit. It just is what it is. But to understand why they fucking do these things, you got to understand the history of law enforcement, uh, I mean, of, uh, of law enforcement. You got to understand it and how it was formulated. So the first, the first, the first establishment of law enforcement in America was to capture runaway slaves. That's exactly what it was, right? So anytime there's a runaway slave, they'll send up, they didn't call them, they didn't call them police officers at the time. They called them fucking slave patrols, right? So 
you get these slave patrols together, and they go, they go out there, and they hunt, hunt down fucking runaway slaves. That's the first establishment of law enforcement that we have, the very first. Now, from there on, then they continue to build on the idea of just that. Y'all see what the fuck they was doing us. Y'all see what the fuck they was doing to us in the fucking 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. I mean, live and on fucking camera, news reporting like it was nothing. They fucking hosing us down with water hose. They fucking setting our shit on fire. They fucking they're beating us in the street in front of our children and shit. They're beating our fucking children. Um, they're separating us, uh, pulling us out of fucking schools, of white schools and shit. This is what law enforcement was doing before they fucking integrated. Before they started, before the law started saying that we too, black and brown people, could be police officers as well. But if you got 100 or 200 or 300 fucking year, um, what's the word on, history of brutalizing, beating, and murdering fucking black people. I'm talking about law enforcement. So we supposed to just be like, okay, we're supposed to trust this? When y'all the same motherfuckers who came into our neighborhoods and our communities and beat the shit out of us, uh, killed us, raped our women, raped our, raped our fucking children, we supposed to just be like, oh, okay, that's cool. It's cool. Y'all put drugs in the motherfucking communities. Y'all put drugs in the motherfucking hoods and then turn around and arrest us for the fucking drugs that you put in the motherfucking community. <laughs> Y'all motherfuckers got to learn your fucking history. And I know what you're going to say, and I'm a, I'm a, I'll say that shit myself. Not all cops are bad. You motherfucking right they not. I, got some, I know some cool-ass cops, white cops too. I know some cool-ass cops that happen to be white as well. I serve with the motherfuckers in the Air Force. I have friends. I, I, I serve with them. Like I said, I serve with them in the Air Force. I grew up with some, some of them. They're dope as shit. They're cool as shit. But all the thing I'm going to say up to these dope and cool-ass motherfucking cops, not the ones that I know, but the ones that claim to be good and ain't never harassed no fucking one, just like, I'm, just like I know that female cop who was in the video with the other male cop beating on that fucking man when he was in cuffs, I know she's going to consider herself a good-ass cop because she didn't do nothing to the, to the, to the guy but probably handcuff him or, or back her partner up. But she didn't hit him. She didn't uh, punch him in the face. She didn't do none of that shit. But what she did do was watch her fucking partner do it, and I'm pretty sure she didn't report that motherfucker. And I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first time she's seen some shit like that happen. So that's the problem that I have with the quote-unquote good fucking cops. And I understand, man, you guys have a brotherhood. You want to protect the, the, protect the badge and all of that other good shit. I get all that shit. And I'm able to see some of this shit from y'all's perspective as well. But the reality is, if you're a good-ass cop, and you know that you got some badass cop or some crooked ass cops or some dirty ass cops doing some fucking trifling ass shit. It's time for y'all to start policing your own. Just like I'm calling out for my motherfucking people to start policing our own. A nigga, a nigga stayed up in the hood all motherfucking day and tell you how fucking tough he is all motherfucking day. 
But when it comes to some real shit or some real some some real life shit, like really protecting your hood from these murderous ass motherfucking police officers out there, you niggas cowards. You niggas cower under that type of pressure. Oh nigga, I don't want to fucking see no bid. I don't want to see the pen and shit. But wouldn't think twice about gunning down a fucking a, a black person, a, a black mom, a black child. You wouldn't think twice about that shit. But let fucking Connor the fucking cop come through. You niggas want to be buddy-buddy. You niggas is sitting down. You niggas is acting civilized when these niggas come through the block. Running your fucking drugs. Taking your motherfucking guns. Fuck, uh, fucking your motherfucking women. Taking your motherfucking pistols and shit. But you niggas will holler on the block all motherfucking day how tough you are. Niggas will get on the song all motherfucking day and holler out how fucking tough you is. And like I said, I, I, I'll tell you right now, nigga, I ain't never been that tough. I ain't been on nobody's motherfucking block. I ain't sold nobody's fucking drugs. I ain't shooting no motherfucking body who wasn't fucking shooting at me. Period. And when they was shooting at me, if they was shooting at me, it wasn't on the motherfucking block either. It was on the motherfucking war field. Serving my motherfucking country. And even then, me and all my niggas who served this fucking beautiful country of fucking America, the vast majority, no, no, not, not my niggas, none of my niggas, came back talking that tough shit. Came back wanting to fucking shoot everybody up and shit. Nah, nigga, we trying to be far removed from all of that shit. And, leave, and live a fucking peaceful ass life. But I'm telling you niggas on the block, I'm telling you niggas in the hood, if that's what you want to do, if all you niggas want to do is shoot them up, bang, bang, I mean, uh, put some of that energy toward the shit that needs energy put towards. These crooked ass, dirty ass motherfucking cops out here. These motherfucking white supremacists out here that's just going around fucking murdering us for no fucking reason. Since y'all niggas believe in street justice so fucking much, make something fucking happen. Because y'all the niggas that's willing to be out there with the guns and toting the guns and just taking lives at a moment's notice. But for you motherfuckers, it's just like these fucking white supremacist motherfuckers. Oh, it's okay if it's a fucking, oh, it's okay if it's a black life that we take. You niggas ain't up in the fucking sub suburbs in the middle of, uh, in the middle of white America doing this type of shit. We do it to ourselves. A lot of it is, man, we do it to ourselves. And speaking of doing, speaking of doing it to ourselves, let me tell you ignorant motherfuckers something about, and when I'm talking about you ignorant motherfuckers, man, I'm talking about you motherfuckers out there always talking about, well, what about black on black crime? <laughs> Niggas, people, do y'all know that most crimes are committed because of proximity? Meaning, if I'm black and I'm in the hood around a lot of black people, that's how that crime is going to occur. Just like if you go down to motherfucking Chinatown, in any fucking Chinatown in the world, most of their, most if not all of their crimes are committed by other Asian people. If you're going into the suburbs of America and it's pre predominantly white, guess what, motherfuckers? It's the white people doing all the fucking crime. 
against other white people. That's just how that shit is. So y'all got to stop with all this what about this black on black crime shit. It's white on white crime. It's fucking Asian on Asian crime. It's Hispanic on Hispanic crime. That's just how that shit goes because of proximity. Whoever you around, whatever your environment is, that's who the fuck you're going to commit that crime against. But the news in the media, or the media in general, they want to put the spotlight on black people because that's what black people do. Like, we're the only ones killing our own fucking race. We never want to focus on the white motherfuckers out here killing us. The fucking police officers out here killing us. All lives matter. Yeah, all lives do matter. And y'all know, and if y'all didn't know, let me explain this shit to you. All lives matter. Yes, you're, co- you're completely right. But we have to start saying black lives matter because black lives matter too. T-O-O, too. That's the end of that sentence. Black lives matters too. Because we see it. We see that in America, black lives don't matter. Countless of murders have occurred. And I said murders. This ain't no fucking, I was just trying to protect myself, so I pulled out my weapon and I shot him back. No, nigga, murders, countless of them have happened on a camera. And these cops have gotten away with it. Countless cases of brutality, I mean, police brutality was quote unquote justified. I'm not with that shit. I can't fathom that. I can't fathom that type of shit. It's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous that we as a country cannot, cannot address this issue of racism and have an honest, candid conversation about such. I think it's a motherfucking shame. I'm just going to tell y'all where I'm at with this shit, man. I think it's a motherfucking shame that I think I got over 700 friends on my Facebook. Oh, yeah, on my Facebook page. I got about 700 friends. And if we're ever going to really start to put some, do some damage to this thing we call racism, it can't just be only fucking black and brown people speaking on this subject of fucking racism or injustices done to black and brown people. It can't just be us. White America, my white friends to my white friends, Y'all got to start saying shit, too. Y'all got to start sticking up for us, too. Y'all got to start really having that conversation amongst each other, amongst us. And if it's some shit you don't understand or some shit that you always wanted to know, hey, man, hit me up or hit us up here at Minority Report. You know how to get in touch with us. Send me a DM. I'm willing to discuss in person over a DM, over the phone, Whatever it is you're, you need or you would like to be answered, if I can answer it, I'll answer it. And if I can't answer it, I'm going to find someone who can't answer it. But this, is, this discussion needs to happen amongst all of us. 
for my friends, for my white friends who aren't racist, it's time. We, like I said, man, how is it that we're, how in the hell is it that we're in 2020? I got over 700 friends on my Facebook. And I'm not talking, and of course, I'm not talking about my black and brown friends because I see what y'all do. I see what y'all post. But outside of the black and brown people on my Facebook, when Ahmaud Arbery and Sean Reed was gunned down, three of my white friends actually spoke on it. I mean, posted it. Posted it, sent their condolences, and all that shit. About three of them of non-black and brown descent did that. And I got way more than fucking three people who are non-black and brown descent on my fucking Facebook page. That's the shit I'm talking about. Yes, or, or I notice what they like to do as well is they'll wait till one of us post it, and then they'll say something in the comments. Just as long as they don't post it and the rest of their people or their family doesn't see it, then they're all right. But then they'll hop on my post or one of my friends' posts and then, you know, say their condolences or say some shit like, yo, this needs to end and all this shit. But they're doing it like in a sneaky fucking kind of way. We need you guys to be on the front lines with us. Shit, Malcolm and fucking Martin, they have fucking white people on the front lines with them as well. We need the same shit. We need that same type of fucking support. We need that same fucking type of energy going forward. We need to hear from y'all because for y'all that I know, well, you really know, you never really know without a shadow of a doubt, but there's some people that I'm willing to bet my life on, some white people that that I fucks with heavy that I'm willing to put my life on the line for, that they're not racist, but I need them to be more vocal with the shit, the, the, the injustices that are going on in black and brown America. I really need that. And we, black and brown, black and brown people of America, it's time for us to come together, man, and start doing some real shit because... All this just talking about shit and just not putting shit into action and just all the shit that we that we talk about, that's just it. That's all the fuck we've been doing is talking. When we gonna start putting shit into action? When we gonna start when we gonna start the movement? I'm not smart enough to put this shit together on my own, man. I need help. But I'm going to do my part, and I said, like I said, this is, this is the start of me doing my part, is getting this conversation out there in the open. This podcast is called The Minority Report. And the unofficial slogan is, everybody's a minority somewhere, including white people in America. They go over to Asia, they go over to fucking in, in, in Africa, outside of South Africa, they go over to Africa... They go down to the Caribbean. They go down to South America. They're minorities. They're going to be minorities in that country. And many of my friends who are white Americans who go to these other countries, for a lot of them, that's the first time that they experience racism towards themselves. 
So then they can somewhat understand the type of shit that we go through. So we're, we're all minorities somewhere. We need to learn how to fucking live together and actually live together. It's sad, man, because like I see it even current day when I was in these when I'm in these fucking schools here in San Antonio. And either I'm mentoring, I'm fucking subbing, I'm fucking um, you know, doing um doing my fucking uh my talks with the with the children and shit. I, I still see it here, still. Most of these schools are predominantly Hispanic. So it's crazy how to see. I mean, I guess, I mean, don't get me wrong, man, I understand that people are gonna fuck with what they know. So Hispanics gonna they they're gonna they're gonna gear towards more Hispanic kids. The black kids are gonna go toward more the black kids. The white kids are gonna hang out with more of the fucking white kids. It's one thing that I've always been proud of, as far as myself is concerned, with my group of friends in high school. Some of my core group of friends in high school, we was of every fucking color, uh, ethnicity, every fucking thing. We was all of them. Rainbow Coalition. Or the fucking UN. You could call us the Rainbow Coalition or the fucking UN, the United Nations. Because we, we pretty much had every single one of them in my group of friends. And the beauty in that is I got to learn a lot about a lot of different cultures. And they got to learn about black culture. They got to learn about me as a black person, as a black kid. A lot of them get to see the shit that I've, uh, I've been through uh, growing up. Um, but, a, a, but a few of them was there a few times getting harassed by police officers. So they got to see that type of shit that my shit was on. That's part one of racism in America. Hopefully by next week, man, I, like I said, man, I could get some people together, man. We could sit down here at the table and uh, really talk about racism in America, um, what that looks like for other races, um, what they feel like, because I, I, I really want to know, I mean, the things that they, they're taught. I, wanna re I really want to know what white people, what white children are taught about black people in their household. And if someone is willing to openly have this type of con this conversation with me, please, man, let's sit down, let's talk about it. I'm not here to pass judgment on anyone. Um, I'm, I'm here to correct some things. I'm here I'm, I'm, if, if, if it needs correcting. Or like I said, I'm just here to get the dialogue open so we can start having these conversations. Because to hate someone because of their skin color is the fucking stupidest shit I've ever fucking heard. I'm often asked if I could change one thing in the fucking world, what, it, what would it be? It's always, my answer is always racism. Always. Even though I know that shit is never going away. It's never going away. Well, at least not in my lifetime, and probably not even in my daughter's lifetime, which is sad and, which is sad and, and unfortunate. But while I'm here, I'm going to do my best to bring these conversations to the forefront. Episode number 18, Racism in America, of, of, um, episode um, part one of a four-part Mini series of racism, racism in America. That's what this is. My name is Dre E. This is the Minority Report. And before I go, again, condolences to the Alberry family. Condolences to the Reed family. And my deepest condolences to all the mothers 
out there who have lost their son, their daughters to the senseless murders that continue to happen in the United States of America. I want to send my deepest condolences to you guys. I also want to send a happy Mother's Day to you guys, a happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers out there who are out there handling their business. I love and I appreciate all of you guys. And <laughs> Nipsey said, man, may he rest in peace. He said something to the effect like, he don't even say stay, he, don't, he doesn't even say stay safe anymore. He says stay dangerous. That's probably some shit I'm going to have to pick up um, myself. Stay dangerous, man. We got to be prepared. In fact, I don't know if, I don't know if any of you guys know this, but I'm going to say this and I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a person who hates, who hates guns and firearms. But here's the thing. Black men, black women in America has gotten to the point to where it's irresponsible of you to not have a fucking gun in your possession as a black person in America. Because they are letting us know that if we don't make them comfortable, that can cost us our lives. So hear me clearly. It is irresponsible and downright motherfucking egregious if you're black in America and you do not own a firearm. Period. That's how I feel. I hate fucking guns. I hate fucking firearms because of the life that, the lifestyle and the shit that I come from. I've always hated that shit. I hated it in the military. I had to fire a motherfucking gun almost every fucking day. I had to carry one every fucking day. M16s, M203s, M49s, um, the whole fucking night. I had to carry one every motherfucking day, and I hated every day of that shit. My niggas, my people, my friends, they, them niggas, they just love going to the fucking gun range, letting that motherfucker ring. I was never that fucking person. But guess what? When a mob got killed, that was my cue. I'd be a dumbass motherfucking idiot out here to, especially since it's been a long, a long-term fear of mine of me being harassed, gunned down, fucking hurt, ran over, whatever the fuck the case may be, by some fucking random white person because of the fact that I'm black and I fit a fucking description. So the smart thing for me to do would be to arm myself. That's what the fuck I'm gonna do. That's what the fuck I've done. Then I didn't even know the guns was that fucking cheap. I never even fucking researched a handgun before. 200, 300 fucking dollars. Some of y'all niggas spend that shit on a fucking pair of J's. You better fucking protect yourself. You better fucking protect yourself. Fuck them shoes. Fuck that Louis belt. Fuck that Gucci. Go get your ass a gun. Because there are no fucking Jordans, no motherfucking Louis belt, no Gucci, no fucking Louboutins. None of that shit is going to keep you alive, but that motherfucking pistol will. We got to come out. We got to be smart about this shit. They, they fucking killing us. They killing us like it's fucking hunting season out there. Like we just fucking deer out here just running around and it's fucking hunting season on us. 
Y'all niggas better smarten the fuck up. Y'all better hit the gun range. Y'all better find y'all some niggas who know how to shoot. Since everybody know the motherfucking shooter. Everybody want to be a fucking shooter. Protect yourself, man. Protect your family, man, because they fucking killing us. This is Dre E. This episode, I've been, yo, this, okay. This is episode number 18, number 18, Racism in America. And we out this bitch, all right? Peace. Whew. There we go, you guys. Another episode of the Minority Report is in the books. I want to thank all the listeners out there for continuing to listen to us each and every week. To all of our new listeners, thank you, thank you, thank you. The more the merrier. Please spread the word. You can follow us at Minority Rap Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So all social media platforms, Minority Rap Pod on all social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. I want to shout out to my girl Ty White for the beat, uh, for the intro, outro beat. So y'all look her up, Ty White Beats. Ty White underscore beats, and that's on your Instagram or on Apple Music as well. You can find her, she can lace you with a beat or two. Um, also, look us up on our YouTube channel, The Minority Report. It's on YouTube. Uh, we're on there. Please hit that subscribe button. Uh, like us, dislike us, leave a comment. Um, let us know, let us know how we did on today's episode, and we'll greatly appreciate that. Until then, um, I'll ask.